This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6, right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are in the middle of a conversation here about the Alex Jones story that was in the news. He, Alex Jones is described as a far-right-wing fringe conspiracy theorist, uh, website mogul he yes uh, he I, I don't i don't know what far right wing even means in that context at all but he definitely has his conspiracy theories and he is being sued by the sandy hook families for defamation and emotional distress not in so many words but that's basically what it is they're torts there are damages when you defame someone so it has to be published, it has to be false, it has to be damaging, and it has to have actually, in order to collect damages, you have to, da- damages have to be definable. So when in Congress they were talking about this legislation that was required or some action that needed to be taken because Hillary Clinton was depicted with bloody fangs after consuming uh, a child, something like that, that this should not be allowed. And um, my response was the she she would have if it, if anyone took that seriously and it actually gave ruined her reputation, which would really affect her ability to make a living, then she would have a very easy case of defamation. There are. There are remedies for this stuff. Gawker had to pay over $100 million, or that was the last I heard about the judgment, which brought it to its knees, to Hulk Hogan for for some sex tapes they published. So there are, there are remedies for this stuff in the law. We don't actually need big laws against doing this stuff if you do it you have to take the consequences so when people say the right to free speech is unlimited is not unlimited there are limits i say yes the limits are self-imposing the limits are when you encroach on somebody else's rights they get to push back and the awards that they get are high because it's a pain to sue people and it's costly and you need to be deterred from frivolous suits but you need to be encouraged uh, by ones with merit in order to keep everybody honest. But in this case, I see a deeper meaning here to the Alex Jones thing. And and I it came to me in an aha moment. I mentioned it before the break, but I think it's worth one more time reiterating it because we there was a policy, a there was a law that the government really, really, really tried to pass uh, numerous times in numerous forms, and no one would accept it. It absolutely died on the vine. And then shortly after that, we had this whole um, conspiracy theory demonization hoax universe open up, and now we have a really emotional approach to doing the exact same thing that these that these policies were meant to effect. And so the policy of the SOPA and PIPA, they were anti-piracy laws proposed that that 
115,000 internet companies boycotted the internet for this, and many, many users also protested because, uh, and I'm reading this one more time, the objections as reported by Wikipedia, legal analysts suggested that draconian court orders could be obtained without undue difficulty to, quote, take down an entire site without dialogue or notification, due process, or liability for compensation, if incorrect, even if the site were legitimate. Uh, it could seriously undermine free speech. It would devastate the Internet's communities, and it would chill websites. So people would not uh, would not publish what they wanted to publish. And and this actually is happening as a result of the Sandy Hook thing, and it happened to me and my producer here, Binkley. Doesn't that sound like what happened to us with WordPress? Yeah. That we were taken down. We were taken down uh, without, this also says, um, remedies for wrongful allegations. We we had a business plan at WordPress. We paid extra for that. I didn't say anything about uh, uh, Sandy Hook hoax or anything. All I did was I put up a picture that was on the BBC, which identified the Sandy Hook victim as a not an American person, a person of a different name as the victim of the Pakistan school massacre with the exact same photograph. And I said, this is crazy. Yeah. I was calling the BBC out for it. And it was like two years later, right? After Sandy Hook. Uh, this all happened. I don't remember when the Pakistan school massacre was, say three years ago, at least two years after that. They, they were showing a picture of a child that we were already told had been Killed, yeah, it was a right? picture of a Sandy Hook victim was being held up by a mother of the Pakistan massacre. Yeah. And the implication and then the BBC actually reported this kid under a different name, even though it was the same picture as the Sandy Hook picture. And they were saying that it was this other person. And I said it was crazy. How could they make that mistake? That's all I was saying. And WordPress said the father of that child, the Sandy Hook victim, wants you to take the picture down. So I did. But there were a couple of pictures. I just, they sent me a link. I took the picture down. They asked me to take down. And they, they said he wants you to take the other picture down too, which was just another like news website that I was just saying, I can't believe they're making this report. And I said, I said, I'm not, they said, but we don't think you should. We are, these are the statutes that protect you. We have protected users in the past. You should keep it up. And uh, if you want to keep it up, you can keep it up. So I did. I said, oh, what's the worst that could happen? They will just take it down for me. Well, they took down everything. My whole site, they gave me no warning. They did not answer my my questions about why they did it, what the remedy. There was no remedy, no response, no explanation. It was devastating to my life's work. And you got dragged down with it, Binkley, because you and I shared a website at that time. Yeah, they took it down overnight and... It's not like we were driving a lot of revenue for, to the website, no. but there were other people who who were who also got their sites taken down. So it was economic warfare in a sense. And what is interesting about it is there's never been any real explanation about that picture. So you're not even allowed to ask about it. Yeah. No, the merits of the of the case I'm staying away from because it doesn't even matter at this point if you're right or wrong because these nuisance suits can bankrupt you anyway. Yeah. So uh, I can talk, I have this platform, but other people had, I mean, just about everybody, thousands of people had their websites just taken down. And I, and someone gave me the heads up, like there's a way you can just get the raw data of the stuff that you had posted. And I looked and I found like for one week they left it up there, but I just didn't even understand what they were telling me 
Or if they were telling me, I don't even think they told me, like, you can retrieve your stuff if you download this XML file. I don't even know what it's called. And I did, but it's not like, I mean, a lot of stuff was not, it was hard to then get to. It was a devastating experience. But it, it what happened to me was exactly what is what is uh, what was objected to by Pippa and Sopa, which failed to pass. So what happened was people saw that this kind of thing could be could come out of that policy. And what I'm saying is, this kind of thing is coming out of this other. Uh, it's not a policy. It doesn't even rise to the level of a policy. So we can't object to it. We can't stop it. It's happening by pressuring big tech to take it into their own hands by chilling people, by suing them, all of this stuff. But my point is that the feared outcome, which was arbitrary and recourseless takedowns of independent journalists on the internet, is happening just as described in the objections to Pippa and Sopa, which makes me think that was the actual intended consequence of Pippa and Sopa and not the unintended consequence. And if they couldn't get it that way, they were going to get it another way by inciting fear. And I will tell you, thinking of them as using fear as the new driver for policy. All right, that's not a new idea, but it, it's the go-to tactic now. It's it's plan B for the for the government and for the resistance and everybody else alike. When they say, well, this is what we have to do when the normal ways don't work. And it's not like the normal ways don't work. The normal ways work all too well. They actually stop things from happening that will railroad people's rights. It's that they're not giving you the outcome you want. That's why you're going outside the law. And a perfect example, a demonstration of, of how they exploit this concept of terrorism is we talked about before I talked about a long time ago, this policy by the Bush administration called total information awareness, where they wanted to have cameras on every street corner, microphones too, I believe, which is where you get this thing called shot spotter. They have the, the eyes and ears are everywhere. And the goal was total information awareness. So everybody in the country and ultimately on earth would have face voice and gait recognition. So they could see you walking away as well as walking towards them. These recognitions so that everybody would be, they would have total information awareness of everyone at all times. This became news. Congress shut it down, and I reported on it. It had a crazy logo of a pyramid with an all-seeing eye above it, beaming out a light beam that enrobed the globe. It was the, it was the most provocative, and then the logo was Scientia es Potentia, knowledge is power. Later, after they took it down, people still referred to it as saying, look, see, this is what they're up to. After they took it down, they renamed it Terrorism Information Awareness. So it still had the same acronym, TIA. Now it's called Terrorism Information Awareness. And that just shows you, when, when I talked about a couple of weeks ago, the origin of Google as being the surveillance of everyone all the time in many different ways, like through different websites, but Google specifically to get an internal map of your mind and the mind of people like you by the questions you ask. How clever. And, and every, every so often it would be like, because terrorism. <laughs> so, so my <laughs> point is whatever the terrorists they're looking for, Jigsaw is a Google arm designed to attack right-wing terrorism. 
pro or anti-abortion activists, gun rights activists uh, have all been classified as domestic terrorists in official documents before. So they take whatever it is they can't pass. They always resort to one form or another of what they label as terrorism. And that is intimidation and coercion. And although it's not physical force, although that you it can be dangerous in that way, we I think we need to be hyper aware of it so that we can guard against falling for that because it's where the emotions come in. And uh, I want to explore a little more of the idea of how they use villains and heroes to affect this. So you can be aware of that, too. Uh, I'm open to calls. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Wait a minute. This is the future. All the phase of guns. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. That was basically the only clip from Demolition Man where Wesley Snipes does not draw a vulgarity sanction. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do like any other clip, but like every single one of them is... Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that machine sound, goes off in the background. Yes, like you keep getting tickets for using vulgarity, <laughs> which I actually took me a few tries on radio before I could stop. I know, and I'm a nice girl, but I just, <laughs> my father's a truck driver and I just learned vulgarity and there's some place in your brain that you just can't get rid of it. It's really, you know, I've quit smoking, I've dieted, I've just been, just, I mean, I can quit anything, but I have a hard time quitting vulgarity. It's a tough one. It's a tough one that made me want to emphasize it with a you know, off-color <laughs> expression. It's a tough one, Dag Nabbit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the, oh, I, wanna, I want to tell you about a bill. So we're talking about SOPA and PIPA and how it was going to lead to censorship, and absolutely the world was up in arms. It was not going to pass. Well, a GOP senator, Hawley, the youngest senator out there, said he recently introduced a bill. I'm just going to read this from The Hill, so take it for what it's worth. A bill requiring companies to prove they are politically neutral before they receive protections under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which largely gives Internet platforms legal immunity over content posted on their sites by third parties. So I ask you, people... Do you, are you in favor of this? Do you want to uh, censor the internet or, or regulate it so that conservative, anti-conservative bias is not exercised by big tech? And then I'm going to uh, fold that into the previous conversation after the break. Uh, 800-WSB-TALK, 404-872-0750, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Evil does seek to maintain power by suppressing the truth. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am Monica Perez. Waking up Atlanta to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. And the threat this week, as I see it, is a threat to the freedom of speech I don't like how the Fourth Amendment and the Sixth Amendment are being treated either. But the but what we're talking about is a code I had cracked was that there was legislation coming down the pipe that was going to, under the guise of protecting copyrights, have the ability to take down websites with little fanfare. And actually, now that I think about it, 
My website, oh, this is so interesting. Binkley, you had just pointed out during the break, don't forget, we got taken down from WordPress in the aftermath of an Alex Jones event. Yeah, and we said on the show, even if you don't like Alex Jones, you should not like what's happening to him because it's going to happen to other people, potentially us, and then it did happen to us. Yeah, like the next week, yeah. actually, if I recall correctly. You could probably find that from our episodes. So, but here's the funny thing. I just made this connection as we're talking is I read, uh, I was reading one of the articles about the Alex Jones case and a woman, Anna Merlan, a journalist and the author of Republic of Lies, American Conspiracy Theorist and Their Surprising Rise to Power, <laughs> uh, was interviewed, I guess, on ABC News. And it said, uh, Lenny Posner will tell you that he started out simply asking people to try to consider how hurtful it was for him and other parents to hear these theories um, and that the fight also included trying to get them to stop using his family photos. But it's also important to recognize that one of the things they're doing here is not just trying to get these people to stop spreading lies, but to get people to stop actively harassing them. Now, I had written in this side note, I was like, that's not what he got. I got taken down because Leonard Posner said I was violating his copyright to that picture of his fam of his son. And it's and it's not really a copyright violation because it was fair use. If anybody was violating copyright, it would be the BBC who took the picture and claimed it was somebody else. I was just saying the BBC is misrepresenting this person. So, but it was a copyright action. So when they were looking at this Pippa and Sopa stuff and saying you, what you're going to do in the name of copyright is take down websites with little recourse and no due process. Funny enough, that is exactly what happened to me. And not because I was defaming them or was intentionally inflicting upon them emotional distress. It was simply a question of copyright, which WordPress said clearly this is fair use and you should, this is the statute and we fought it before. So that was a bit of a setup. And that has also happened on YouTube because of that. United Nations copyright uh, regulation that they've implemented and the companies are trying to adhere to. I've been getting strikes on copyright videos that were fair use previously that I've had to take down. Oh, I have seen a lot of people like put warnings up at the beginning of their videos now. That's a UN thing. That's not the EU thing. EU, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. The EU, okay. yes. Yeah. The EU thing. Right. So, uh, yeah, everybody thought that EU stuff was so great. But it's it's not. And yeah. like a bunch of things came down. They're like, oh, this is going to be protection. It's it's depends on I mean, how you look specifically at it. what you were talking about. Yeah. And here's the thing. What they said, what they objected to with the Pippa and Sopa stuff was that it was that it was uh, there was no process for it. There's no appeal. And that is what I experienced. But I have no I, I would have a legal right, I think. Potentially, because. I had a contract with them, you know, a de facto contract with them for a business relationship with WordPress that they, I mean, they didn't tell me how I violated it and they caused me actual damages. Yeah. I'm still not up and running and it has, it's, even though some of the, a lot of the labor is donated, it's still costing me. It's economic it warfare. Put back up. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. So with this, <clears throat> with this. Alex Jones thing, he is, so they're using like private enterprises and private lawsuits and stuff to get this, to 
to get these that's why i don't like like over discovery that that violates the fourth amendment but you don't have to think of it that way because it's a civil case instead of a criminal case it's still the government using its authority to force you to hand stuff over that just isn't specific enough in my opinion and and you would really have to have probable cause to find the specific thing according to the fourth amendment and i think Something like that should be more closely adhered to for civil stuff because it creates a moral hazard like this, which is to get at you for political purposes by using private enterprises that are obviously cooking something up. I think it's obvious in the past anyway, they it's proven that they've been in bed with the government. So I assume in order to maintain these positions of power. And when you say like Facebook might be regulated, Facebook wants to be regulated. I actually heard it on Fox Business News. I sound like a conspiracy theorist. They're talking about stock prices and it's okay. They want to be regulated because the incumbent, the people who are already there have all this market share. They have all this money. They know they're a proven entity. A known quantity, they can adhere to regulations. But startups, it's just too much risk to have to put compliance departments in. I mean, you would need so much more startup money. And if it fails, they said it would cost millions of dollars per year to be able to stay up to meet those regulations for companies. And that's why it benefits the big guy, the insider. So that is a reason why I think they would cooperate now with this method. They can't be seen to supporting a law that uh, that would violate our rights and cost them money. That would just be too fishy. And they didn't. That was what Pippa and Sopa was. So they, so they were using it as copyright stuff. But so they're also using individuals that are scary, villainous individuals, but who you could have like virtually no sympathy for. So he gets up and makes the gun rights argument seem stupid and that will annoy people he supposedly is on the side of. And then another thing that will annoy them, I noticed with these cases, one of them was he had this deposition. The government compelled him to make a deposition. And he, in the depos- deposition, which is videotaped, there were a lot of legal errors. I was a little screwy. Uh, but, but one thing that was very notable, he looked like a deer in the headlights. You saw it, right, Binkley? The interrog- The video? The deposition of Alex Jones. Yeah, I saw that. Did he not look like the deer in the headlights to you? At times, yeah. And well, certainly that's the stuff that's being clipped and sent around. Yeah, yeah. Every picture of him is right. just him, like. Yeah, the the pictures <laughs> online right now are definitely of that. Right. So, so my point is, they're making him. I it took me a long time to figure out, like, why does he look so scared? Why doesn't he just like we had the Jerry the caller earlier? It's like we're. He's a smart guy. He's built this huge business. Why, you know, why does he seem like such a clown? And I, and if you agree with my theory that he's more, more or less in on this, that he certainly is, has been emphasized and promoted because he fits this bill of being fringy and weird and not a good representative of this cause. Why would he look like that? Well, I think his image now is like he's this bully, but like all bullies, he's really a coward. And then you've got, it reminds me of the movie, I think it was called Angels with Dirty Faces. I think that was the movie. It was a James Cagney movie. Do you remember that movie? I haven't seen it. it. It was, I mean, from I think the 30s. And 
what it was is this hardened criminal. He had a bunch of like orphan boys from a church would worship him. And uh, he had like that kind of integrity that's sometimes displayed in movies of like the, the gangster who's cool. I don't know. So he had this little following of the orphan boys. And when he got arrested on a capital crime for murder, he was sentenced to death. And uh, so this is spoiler alert, spoiler alert right here. He, I, I'm so opposed to spoilers, but anyway, since I don't know, don't listen, but earmuff. Came he, out in 1930. It's 19, it, it what? Came out in 1930, right? I thought it was 38. It was something like that. I think, anyway, you're, I think you're safe on the spoiler. You think spoiler. I'm safe? Yeah. I don't I don't like when people tell me what <laughs> happens like in Star Wars movies. <laughs> I just I'm like, I don't know if I saw them all. So anyway, what he does so the priest asks him to uh not to take it like a man. And he and to so to be yella. And I was like, yella. <laughs> so when he goes to the electric chair or whatever it was, he like starts screaming and fighting and he portrays himself as yella. And that like disillusioned all the boys who no longer followed him. He didn't want to do it, but he did it for them, which I thought was nice. But mm. I was young and I didn't understand why it mattered. Like I didn't understand what the play was there. I didn't understand. And, and then I realized that like you, you can't be somebody's hero when you're a coward like that, like when you're just a, full of it. And that's what I think is happening here. They're trying to make this guy look like a cowardly bully. And this in, in a different, I think it's a little different from what you were telling me before, Binkley, about the Trump stuff. What was the Trump stuff? Oh, they're kind of casting Trump in a similar light, except they're doing it with headlines as opposed to vi videos and images. Like one of the headlines from Joe Scarborough yesterday was, this is the president who loves to insult, loves to bully, and then pulls back. Wow. That is oh, spot on of what I was thinking about this Alex Jones thing. And I was only telling you about that at the break, and then you told me about this stuff. I didn't know it was that blatant. Yeah, that's a great way to demonize. But with Trump, I think that plays into what I was talking about last week, which is definitely panning out where they're making him look like this emo, hothead, impulsive, get us into war because uh, he's an idiot kind of guy that he said he was going to uh, strike Iran and then he decided not to because it wasn't worth it. So he, he's portraying himself as impulsive, which is very, very dangerous in that position. And then these guys are making it looks like they're picking up on that to claim that he's a coward. But in fact, he's not. I don't think that's he's going to play into that image at all. I believe that what they're actually effectively doing is taunting him. And if he responds to taunts by proving he's no coward, that I think fits into the image that he does play into. So I believe, which I said in my show last week, and I'm just reminding, so in case you want to follow along as this unfolds, that we, that 
the powers that be, at least the Western powers, the some of the people in the driver's seat here want war with Iran, but it'll be a very hard thing to get people to buy into. And nobody wants to be responsible for it. Not the Republicans, not the Democrats, nobody. So they take this guy who looks rogue, they paint him as rogue, they paint him as hot-headed, they paint him as impulsive, as reactionary, as somebody who would respond to taunts like that, and then they taunt him. Yeah, and, and there's get, headlines everywhere yeah. doing that. Yes, yes. That that of course I hadn't seen them, but um I think they must be emerging like as we speak. So I think that they're they're going to they're really setting the stage here as having a narrative that's going to get us into a war that nobody wanted, that they can lay squarely at Trump's feet, but also implicating Pompeo and Bolton as the stovepipers, as the bad uh, advisors that are these demons working for the military industrial complex, but they're really going to cordon off who's responsible for this war. I see that uh, emerging. And, and I think this bully as coward theme is, is definitely an archetype that's being tapped into in two different ways with the Alex Jones and the Trump thing. Uh, I want to know if people are on board with this holy thing or not. Do we need regulation to, safeguard conservative viewpoints give me a call 800 wsb talk 404-872-0750 or you can tweet at me at monica perez show monica perez no never give up never surrender on news 95.5 at am 750 wsb i threw out the question if people are in favor of the republican Senator, the youngest senator, is a Republican, Hawley, who introduced a bill requiring companies to prove they are politically neutral before they receive protections under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which largely gives Internet platforms legal immunity over content posted on their sites by third parties. Uh, it says, this article in the Hill says, the Missouri, I read this stuff, it's hard to understand, so I'm just reading the summary from the um, article, the Missouri Republicans legislation comes after Republican lawmakers for more than a year have threatened to gut Section 230 over allegations that the top social media companies in the world are biased against conservatives, a claim that the tech companies have categorically denied and say has not been substantiated by any evidence. I can actually categorically deny that and say there is evidence that substantiates it in a in um, an article I pinned to the top of uh, on my website, thepropreport.com. In the section, the pool uh, shows that Twitter does definitely discriminate. And I have a couple of calls. I want to talk about this. Pierce and Paul, hang on. I'm really interested in what you have to say. You've got good ideas, and I don't want to cut you off with my short segment. So hang on. Anybody else wants to chime in? 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.